And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome in to a Thanksgiving edition of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am the Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It the Welsh? Joined as always by Jake Seeley on Twitter at All In Kid and Brandon Funston at Brandon Funston. It's so easy. On a pre-Thanksgiving Day episode where we are all just trying to get our lineup set before we feast and watch the same old tired teams play on Thanksgiving. That's a me take. I don't know if people agree with me on this, if either one of you. I'm just sick of like how the Cowboys and the Lions own Thanksgiving. I could go for literally anybody else. Am I alone on this? Does anybody care? Yeah, I like the Cowboys. Alone. I'm not that yeah. upset. I'm not upset by it. It bothers me. It does bothers me. I'm, I'm over the Cowboys. I'm over we have every the third single game. Owning. We have the we Bills have the, this year. The, it's, it's always yeah. a different team that they play. Anything I don't goes want them third to game. I don't want them to be there. I want I want other teams to be there. That's what I want. I actually, here's, wait, here's, wait, here's a, a, here's a, here's a they, trivia. Here's a trivia. Who's What's the only team currently that has not played on Thanksgiving Day? The San Francisco 49ers. No. No, I don't Probably recall a, them ever playing. Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Panthers or Jacksonville make a lot yeah. of sense. So, okay. Well, it's a detractor, though, for the team. They're the ones that, like, because Dallas has to, what, they play two Thursday games because of this, usually. I don't know if they, did they have a Thursday game this year? I don't even know. See, look, we're wrapped up in stuff that doesn't matter. Do, do, you, uh, <laughs> do you guys end up checking out by that third game? Do you, are you all pumped for the first then the second, you're kind of in the eating space. And the third one, are you in complete checkout mode? No, I'm still in for it. I think a lot of people around the country are now at the point where they kind of check out a little bit where they used to. Yes, they actually have a second Thursday game at the end of the season for the Cowboys. Um, it, I think most people like at the beginning, everybody's like, oh, awesome. We get a third game. We don't have to watch Dallas and Detroit. Like, we get a third brand new Dallas. nice match. I think most people are just kind of kind of checking out now. They're like relaxing, comatose. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like I can eat and carry on a conversation and watch football all at the same time. And I usually do that for entire nine hours. That's our jobs. I'm talking talking about the majority of people. You also, we're going to get night primetime Kirk. So that's going to be miserable (laughs) as it is. That's a good point. We got a lot of action there. Do either one of you, here's the last thing. Jake, (laughs) I'm actually dying to know this. Do you have a Thanksgiving tradition? I can't even imagine or guess what it is. Is there a thing you eat? Is there a thing you do? Is there anything? Is there a dish that has to be out there? Is there any Thanksgiving tradition you have? No, there's a top 10 list. Don't put them on my damn plate or table that I put out today, including an ambrosia salad, which my niece loves. But Ambrosia uh, salad? I'm surprised so many people have never heard of ambrosia salad. Have you have you heard of it, Fonston, before you edited the article? Yes, I have. It sounds terrible. It sounds awful. I mean, I've never had it. For everybody out there, it's pineapples. It's diced pineapples or cubed pineapples, whichever. So, hold on. Uh, The mandarin oranges, the little tiny orange slices. And then some people like put cherries or something red, usually for color. And it's coconut and marshmallow. Oh, no. 
I lost and me. Like lost the me coconut hard. marshmallow is kind of like almost like a mixture sauce that goes over, including marshmallows actually on top. It's it's disgusting. My niece loves it. But anyway, no, I just my tradition is get the ranks ready, leave at halftime during the first game to go eat and have dessert and kind of miss some of the first half and some of the second half. Come back and update ranks and watch football all day. So that's like, I mean. I don't really have like yeah. a specific drink. Brent, is there anything? Do you eat? Do you drink something? I have a drink. I mean, I have biscuits I have and rolls. Tradition. Actually, crescent rolls. Oh. I need crescent rolls. You better have okay. crescent rolls. Okay, so, crescent uh, rolls are key. <laughs> one of the things that I love that was on Jake's Don't Put It On My Thing is uh, corn pudding, which it's not pudding. Oh, it's not pudding. It's in a cast slop. iron thing. It's not slop either. This this <laughs> is kind of more, it holds together. Uh, it's sweet. It's savory. Ah, it's really good. I just mix it in with everything. It goes goes well mixed over everything like cranberry sauce and it, go, it goes well if you want cement in your stomach and not be able to poop later <laughs> oh that's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all forming our, our certain different versions of cement in our stomach it's just different variations that's true My, mine is aligned by the way uh, by, i have one tradition and it is white russians so i become the dude oh. on thanksgiving and it is uh it is a handful of white russians and it's the only time i drink it and uh it just happens there so be on the lookout on thanksgiving if you follow me on twitter for pictures i'll just start sharing them because that's what happens when you uh have a couple white russians my yeah, friends so uh it's like cream and vodka what tell me how you make a white russian i, I kind of basically know but so it's vodka get a russian lady and a russian man (laughs) (laughs) when two when two russian people love each other uh it's like uh, i go about a third vodka a third kalua and then you do some milk with ice i mean that is that is uh, there's probably other variations and stuff like that but uh the kalua the v and a little bit of milk to bring it down with some ice and you're taking yeah. Thanksgiving home. You take Thanksgiving home, my friends. All right, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I mention I also have a pre-Thanksgiving white Russian before our show? No, um, that's where I'm going with this. Uh, let's get into all the action. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, though I just realized. Oh, no, I didn't. I was about to say, I just realized I dropped everything off of my sheet here. Uh, we got a couple of news and notes, and then we're going to go to our week 12 plays the biggest news coming out, at least the most relevant one uh, that's close up to this show, is Zach Wilson has officially been benched. It is Mike White time. So with White in, there's the possibility, at least from um, uh, previous Mike White uh, outings, that running backs are going to be a little bit more involved. Brandon, what are your expectations with Mike White in uh, the team throwing the ball a little bit more? Michael Carter taking a boost up? Is Garrett Wilson back to being startled? Uh, starting, I won't even say... Uh, Elijah Moore. We'll barely say his name, but any expectations? Oh, you haven't, you haven't scanned down the sheet. You're just you're just name dropping all these guys that I'm ready to talk about a little bit later. Yes, I just feel like it's you know it's a whole new world in New York with Mike White at quarterback. <laughs> Go figure. But it is a new world for Michael Carter. Uh, I he's my you know spoiler alert the running back that I would start um, based upon this news because Zach Wilson doesn't throw to the running backs. And whether it was Joe Flacco or Mike White, they do. And that the numbers bear that out. So I uh, was just uh, jotting down the four weeks of Mike White last year uh, with Michael Carter at running back. Uh, 31 targets, 22 catches, 242 receiving yards. That's like five and a half catches and, and uh, 60 yards a week through the air to Michael Carter. So, um, so yeah, I think there's there's good news on the horizon for the ability to use the running backs and the wide receivers in the Jets offense. Um, and it's against the Bears, which, you know, is is not a bad not a bad matchup to be landing in as well. So yeah, I like this move. 
Jake, are you as uh, Aladdin-esque as uh, Brandon is? Is it a whole <laughs> new world with the Jets for you? Uh, including Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore had two of his better games with Mike White last year. So I know, Jake. You know, don't say it. He, I got more on Elijah Moore later. So okay. Well, we'll then. Well, we can. We'll we can. Birthday, we can birthday now. Well, no, you can have your pod. you can have your Elijah Moore we'll corn back. pudding. Go ahead. Yeah. You can have it like later. <laughs> it's the Jets team. I can't believe we're going to the Jets. So I, I did like that uh, Robert Sala. It's Michael also. Carter. I, I also think like Tyler Conklin's back in play too. Tyler Conklin would have been one. Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin would have been the best beneficiaries if it was Joe Flacco. We know that, but I still think Conklin's in play because Mike White does a lot, including just the running backs, as Funston just said. He also checks down a lot in general. So. Uh, the only issue is, what was it, five touchdowns and eight interceptions or something like that? So I don't think it's going to be world busters, gang bangers, or whatever you want to call it. But it's just, it's better, question mark, for now? But they had but to make a move. But there's actual touchdowns in there, which is, you know, the big step up there. Yeah, hard to be <laughs> but, much worse. <laughs> I also like Robert Sala's like, uh, Zach Wilson's time with the Jets isn't done. It's like, mm. <laughs> Might be. Actually, might be. Uh, I think uh, I, if you ever seen someone lose a locker room any quicker at this level and this stage of their. Well, uh, I was apologetic career. for him after the question and for the fact that it's his second year and it's a tough situation for the locker room to look to the future, but also play for today until Lauren on all in football. When she told me I, I missed the whole where he got he doubled down and went into further explanatory explanatory whatever he Mm. continued with the it wasn't my fault the wind blah 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 blah. so that that i originally was defending him until i heard that yeah jake earlier making fun of uh how i speak i just want to were you you getting me a little bit i was trying to say explanatory but then just kind (laughs) of all right last thoughts you had brandon you had something else no i was just gonna say you really do want a quarterback who just calls himself out and says listen man that wasn't even close to good enough I got to do better. We got to do better. The defense playing their ass off, blah, blah, blah. And that's an easy answer to say. And that he didn't even just take that. Like that was, no. that was just completely idiotic. He's a guy who doesn't know how to be a team leader. And it's good yeah. that they took him out of this spot. Maybe this will uh, teach him something or maybe it won't. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
Over on the Panthers side, the Panthers have made a change at quarterback. It is Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold is out there for what reason? Is there a Mike White-esque jump for uh, Sam Darnold and the Panthers? Could DJ, <laughs> we have done this dance a million times this season, Jake. With Sam Darnold in, are there any positive hopes? It's really only DJ Moore. Deontay Foreman does his thing. Maybe you like Chuba Hubbard, maybe you don't. But DJ Moore is kind of the big question we are always asking ourselves. Do you feel better about Sam Darnold under center than Baker Mayfield for DJ? Yes, because also can't be any worse. I mean, what do we know about Sam Darnold? He'll at least throw to DJ Moore. That, that's the same thing that we had before. This is at least PJ Walker who was throwing to DJ Moore and taking shots downfield. I think Terrace Marshall, I'd, I'm not starting him, but I was stashing him all year long. And PJ Walker made him viable. And then Baker Mayfield ruling that. So you can go back. I'm not starting Terrace Marshall. I would stash him, especially because everybody's available this week. You might not even need to start DJ Moore. You've probably already made so many contingency plans at this point that he was a bye week option. But Sam Darnold at least will throw to DJ. You're probably looking at 25% of the team's targets. So with Sam Darnold on a quarterback, it, it, look, 250 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Like at least Sam Darnold is going to take some more chances. Let me ask you this. I, I asked this to, to Bogman on the ITL pod. This week, I have not looked at your ranks. DJ Moore or Deontay Johnson? Who do you like better? Mm, it's Deontay, but that's the floor play. The upside play is DJ Moore. Deontay's okay, yeah, now I, become yeah. a floor play. I think that's a tough one. Brandon, what do you think? DJ Moore or Deontay Johnson if you had to make the decision? Yeah, if almost any other matchup, I would say DJ Moore, but it's Denver. I, I, poor Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. This could be horrible for him, and he may not get another chance, and they may go to P.J. Walker because this is such a bad draw in terms of the defense that he has to face. But, God, if it was anybody else, I would just I would play the DJ Moore upside because we've seen him outside of the Baker Mayfield world this year and many other years, uh, you know, be great. And, and you know, Deontay Johnson stuck – with Kenny Pickett's not working out right now that this offense has been the same week in and week out, but at least with DJ Moore, we've seen some fluctuation based upon the quarterback change, but it's just, you know, the, the matchup's just horrible. So I will dance around this so I don't get yelled at again or uh, whatever we want to call it. But uh, Daryl Henderson was released from the Rams after we had a nice little fun conversation on the last episode where I brought up he who shall not be named or someone will get yelled at. <laughs> any thoughts, anybody? Not going to name any names or any people. Um, so I'm questioning how I set the, the lineup here. But any thoughts on Daryl Henderson being cut and the guys that are still hanging around there, Brandon? Uh, it's just it's. It's interesting. I think my biggest pullout thought is how it's just, just emphasizing just how NFL teams have really showcased how fungible these running backs are. That, you know, Benjamin can be the lead guy for a few weeks and then James Connors back and, oh, we're just cutting him, you know, and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's more, I guess, about the fumbling, but like Daryl Henson, like he didn't really do anything to get himself cut other than like, I guess he's, you know, he's not under contract next year. So move on. We're not going to resign you or whatever, but like it just shows that, you know, if you're not a, a true difference maker, you could be on the chopping block very quick. Any guys you'd maybe like a little bit more Jake on that oh, Rams team. Oh, now that Dale Henderson. Yeah, we're not talking, oh, you're not, done? Not, oh, yeah. not talking Rams production here. Like, like we care about what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe, maybe Jake's changed his mind since Monday. Yeah. Well, they're both asking. they're both rosterable now. I don't want to start either one of them, but you know, Kyron Williams, in case they give him seventy percent of the work, but seventy percent of crap 
I mean, still going to be like, <laughs> it's Latavius Murray with the Broncos. It's still crap. It's just better crap than it was before. Like, this is the shiny turd. You can shine a turd, according to the Mythbuster showed us, but that's just what you're getting here. Uh, you know, so yeah, th- there's one person out of the equation. I don't want any committees on most teams, let alone committees on crappy teams, but now that it's down to two, I'll pick up Cam Akers, I'll pick up Kyron Williams, and I'll see if one of them breaks free. And then maybe you have an RB3 or an RB2 if you're wide receiver heavy at this time and suffered through a lot of injuries. But that's really all it's about. I mean, now we're talking about Bryce Perkins might, might start this yeah. week. They're ta- we just got a tweet that he's getting the first team reps. So it might not be Wolford, uh, which kind of throws one of my sleeper plays in my column out of whack because I don't know if we want Alan Robinson with Bryce Perkins. So it could be a huge mess. Although, speaking of, like, I guess this is change your quarterback week because Kyle Allen's starting for the Texans breaking news. We didn't get that after the show. It's, wow. uh, that, that's wild. That, I mean, not surprising, not really that it matters too much, but it is wild the amount of changes. I'd also point out, just far as like a matchup goes, uh, Kansas City gives up the third most receiving yards to running backs. Maybe a, why uh, Kyron Williams is even more of an interesting play, and whether they're garbage teams or not, there's volume. So it, it has now become, again, it was discussing the uniqueness of that situation. It's now become there is a volume potential. It's just one of the worst-looking offenses in the NFL. But they're going up against a team that is going to absolutely blow them out, and they're just going to continuously coming back on offense. So they're either going to churn and burn on three and outs, or something's going to happen occasionally, and something will bend and break. So there might be something. And you guys mentioned Melvin Gordon was cut, uh, cleared waivers. A lot of rumors around Baltimore in the preseason. Maybe he'd get a gig. Obviously, nothing is going to happen for this week. So it matters a little bit less. Uh, Though, is, has Daryl Henderson cleared waivers as we're doing this episode? Because I don't think he has. Or has he? Does anyone know? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. he has. I don't think he's cleared waivers. I want to say he's still out there. But, you know, probably by the time we hit publish on this episode, he'll have been claimed by a team that'll screw up situations and it'll be always so much fun as it usually is. So those are some of the news and notes going into week 12. That takes us to some of our plays. Week 12 quarterback that we like any uh, more than anybody else Usually not in the top, top end of quarterback. This is getting a little bit sneaky. Jake, let's start with you. Where are you going at QB this week? Taylor Mother Heineke, man. Whoa. Taylor, Taylor Heineke deserves. Pork chop sandwiches. Yes, exactly. I bleep myself. I, like he, he deserves he deserves so much credit for what's happening with this team. Just I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, the fact that some of these things are the intangibles. It's the fire that he's lit under this entire team, but he's also done what everybody in fantasy wanted him to do is say, turn to your best option time and time and time and time again, and then let everything else fall behind that. And Taylor Heineke going against Atlanta? Yes, please. And Look, we just got news also during this show that Justin Fields is going to be a go, according to Eberflus, because he gives us the best chance to win. However, how much is he going to run with that bum shoulder? I, if I needed the floor, it's going to be Heineke. Like, I, I know Fields could finish three. He could finish 23 with this shoulder situation. If you need the floor, Heineke's in the same conversation as like Garoppolo, who uh, Funston and rightfully so has been talking about for a few weeks. Uh, but like Garoppolo, uh, Heineke, Mary, I play him over Mariota. Like he's in that conversation now. He's a QB one fringe QB one. I'm in total agreement on this, by the way. I had him as uh, one of my plays this week as well. And that uh, just Fields news is great. I didn't even see it come down as we yeah. started uh, getting into that well, stuff. The thing because the with Heineke, too, is even when it goes sideways, it's still good in fantasy most of the time. Nine out of ten times. Like, he does have a, the occasional real stinker. But even when he throws interceptions, it's because he's going so balls out. It usually works in fantasy anyway. 
Yeah, I like a good bounce back for Terry McLaurin and uh, Antonio Gibson can kind of can just continue stacking up some of these as far as uh, receiving goes should have a solid day and a couple touchdowns you might be able to sneak in because there are some stinky matchups in that mid range. So Taylor Heineke for Jake, Brandon, who do you take? I'm just going to throw Kirk Cousins out there because we have a tendency for recency bias and to overreact and like and he's playing at night. Well, I, I know, but he he didn't really have a bad game. He he had like nine straight really decent games until he just had an absolute turd, and it wasn't even shined. It wasn't even a shined turd. It was just a straight up turd. But look at uh, he they're going to bounce back. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Dalvin Cook. Like uh, maybe not top twelve. I haven't finished my rankings yet for this week, but he's not outside the top fifteen for me. Um, I. Like we cannot forget what the nine weeks were before last week. And remember, the week before that, he went to Buffalo and threw for 357 yards, and they got the upset. You know, So it's like, are we really going to paint Kirk Cousins in this light? And are we really going to worry about a Thanksgiving game that's it, it, is at night? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to more bank on Kirk Cousins has been generally pretty good this year, and he has Justin Jefferson, he has Dalvin Cook, and he has weapons to actually – to do well, you know I, I keep, keep talking i'm pulling it up on true media right now we can we can keep going i'm actually i'm generally curious i'm pulling it up i'm gonna see what his legitimate splits are prime time versus not prime time do you think it's gonna be that weighted crazy well there's gonna be a bunch uh, of bad early on i don't know what his most recent stuff is but i'm i thought i'm, only, I'm only pulling the past few years I'm okay what would you say the past four years say is it good uh sure with minnesota that's fine so I don't know if he'll, his neck will be able to handle all the chains he'll take down if they uh, <laughs> if he has a big game on Thanksgiving he's going to oh be down God. for Thanksgiving. All right, so what do we got? And Jake? just to, and just to kill just to I'm kill some more on. time, <laughs> yeah, just to kill some more time. Um, the Patriots are like 19th in in points allowed to the quarterback position. They should be like the best in the league because they've been they playing play a lot like, better lately. I know, but they've played Zach Wilson twice in that span, and they played some other god awful quarterback. I'm trying to pull up the numbers on that as well, but like they've literally not really faced a good throwing quarterback for a long, long time. Yeah, they've faced uh, so Zach gone. Wilson. It's been Zach Wilson, Sam Ellinger, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff. That's what their last six <laughs> quarterbacks they faced. <laughs> There's Come not a quarterback on. in there. There's not a passer in there. Whatsoever. I mean, Fields got his got his numbers on the ground, but as far as passing numbers go, um, yeah, that you could almost argue that they've underachieved in terms of what would be expected of them versus those quarterbacks. Jake, anything for us, or do we uh, come back uh, to it? Keep going. I'm almost there. If this, it's, I'm having to build the search for it. So All right. Well, we can, dance, we, we can dance. We can, we can sing a song. You want to talk about Cam Akers, Brandon? What do you want to do? What do you guys want to do while we're waiting here? <laughs> talk about Jake's shirt. I will tell you this. Jake is wearing a Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, T-shirt, which I immediately jumped into. And I did let Jake know that my I don't do a lot of great impressions, but my okay. number one impression, at least I think in the world, is my Meatwad impression. So do um, that, and then I'll give you the numbers. Uh, all right. Hello, boy. Got to do the mail job. <laughs> Jake, I'm gonna need you to. Uh, I'm gonna need you to pick up those ranks real quick. You pick those up, please. For the please. Nothing. So well, okay. nicely done. I'm, I'm, I'm well, what'd you grade? What would you grade my meat wad? You're gonna have to J grade it, Jake, because I I really don't. Know I, it. I give it. I give it like a eight. There's a, a little bit more, like a little more, more high pitched clarity that needs to be in there. Hello, boy. 
little little tomorrow job. If I if I that's talk better. Louder, I think. Yeah, yeah, there, oh. there yeah. yeah I, I was kind of talking under myself, but if I like really get into it, I could start. Yeah. I think I could voice meet Watt or something like that. So that's my number yeah. one impression. Sorry, I don't have anything else really great. I only do un- weird, dumb impressions, and if I start to do different languages, they always come back to being like Russian, like any language. I could go to Australian, <laughs> and it'll start to come back to Russian. Uh, coming back to Jake. Okay. Yeah, it's good? coming back to me. Yeah, we're good. By the way, this one year split that one game was god awful. Compared, it was half the production and half the half the completion percentage. It, it was so awful. But I will say, for the past four years, two fewer points per game, uh, three percentage points lower in completion percentage, almost a full yard air yard per attempt, uh, two percentage points lower in 20, per, 20 yard plays downfield. His touchdown interception ratio in prime time is two. His touchdown interception ratio in non prime time is 3.5. And his touchdown to attempts ratio is a point it's a percentage point higher. It goes from 4.8 to 5.8. So he's much better. Not at night. Mm, interesting. It's not, okay. it's not God awful. As Funston was saying, this year's was this, this one year's prime time was God awful. <laughs> there are some God awful games, but more often than not, he's better during the day by about, I feel like he's say? That's about a 25% somewhat- rate. Somewhat started to dig himself that hole and, and that perception that people have given him. But yeah, the you know last week's game. Well, here I can help. real quick. <laughs> I'll just flash it to his career. No, it's the opposite for his career. The numbers are almost identical. Wow. They jump up. Right. They jump up for the prime time over his career. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's go over to running backs. Week 12 running backs that you like more than others. A little bit of a dart throw. Brandon, we'll start with you. You did already kind of start talking about your start of the week. So if you would like to expand a little bit, please do. And then your dart throw for week 12 at running back. Yeah, just for the sake of expediency. I, I, Michael Carter is my star. I think he's a, you know, he was outside the top 24 in ECR. I think he needs to be right around 20, 21. Um, because of that reception upside and because of the matchup. So moving on to my dart, I will say, what's that seven mean, Jake? No, that was for, that was not for you. That was completely for Welsh with the soccer match. <laughs> oh, Spain is oh, up yeah. seven, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm watching it. I had a bet by the way, for under four and a half goal, three and a half goals. So I'm, Oh, that was long it. gone. Uh, that was gone. Uh, I think at the beginning of the second half, I was, so. I was laughing at the seven because it was five nil at what? Like the 80 minute mark, 88, 85, somewhere around there. And then I it's turned the and most and- <laughs> dominant performance of all these games that I've watched. It's unbelievable. And we've had such weird stuff happen, and but England uh, started off like five, two, right? Sorry. Crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. So, anyways, uh, my dart's going to be James Cook because I think what we what we're seeing is Buffalo if they can trying to hide Josh Allen's arm injury or at least mitigate the uh, mitigate the you know the damage or the or the ex you know the extent to which he has to use it right now. Uh, you know, Virginia Zakas had mentioned when the injury first happened that he'd probably be out for a few weeks and he hasn't missed any time. But I think when they get in these situations where they can run the ball now, they're going to do that. And we saw that last week where James Cook got 11 carries behind Devin Singletary's 18. 
Um, and I think we're going to see that again if they can get out in front of Detroit, back in Detroit, soft defense. Again, I think we're, we can see a potential for another double-digit uh, workload uh, from James Cook. So I think I, if you're in a tough spot, that's not a bad dart throw. I really love your James Cook one. I think that's a, a great one. We talked about him uh, coming off of this past week. He got uh, some good work, and hopefully it continues. Jake, your start and your dart RB for Week 12. Mm, start uh, like so i'm gonna try and dig deeper because again everybody's available so everybody's pretty much starting everybody they know to start i will say you can go to latavius murray like you know it's down to essentially one it's latavius murray and marlon mack now watch marlon mack get 100 yards and two touchdowns and everybody's gonna put him back in the hall of fame and be like oh, i told you but hey he's if marlon mack Panthers. does anything i'm not even talking about him we're not gonna even mention <laughs> that he did anything this weekend i won't even say his name he can have 250 yards and three touchdowns. I won't even mention it. It'll be on you guys. Go on. <laughs> so Latavius Murray uh, versus Carolina. I mean, if everybody doesn't remember, that's the game that Joe Mixon went destructo on them. And I don't think that's going to happen. But I referenced this, which Faustin knows. These are the three names that have also scored 12 points against these Panthers. Daryl Henderson. And there you go. Tyler mm-hmm. Algier and Tevin freaking Coleman. Like, yeah, that guy scored 12 points against the Panthers. So Latavius Murray's in play. If you want to go for the Hail Mary start, uh, the running back scores since the past five games against the Texans, 10, 11, 11, 15, 23, 35, 35. And that's in five games, which means duplicate scores. So the duplicate score here would be take the shot of Raheem Mostert if you need it. Don't want to play in most weeks, but this would be a week that's similar to like Tony Pollard last year, those kind of situations where you can see the second option. The James Cook argument, basically, is you can see him running away with this where most are get some work. I like that. Uh, going over to wide receivers, wide receiver 12 start and dart. Jake, we're going to come right back to you. Boy, <laughs> is your start something I don't trust, but let's do it. Let's go. We're, di- we're digging deep. That's what we're doing. You know, like I, I looked at my rankings this week and Faustin, I don't know if you're still, that's why you're still working through it, but I jokingly responded to Heath Cummings on Twitter and said, everybody from 25 to 40, like, I want to rank the receivers higher. And then I look at the names and I'm like, no, I want to rank them lower. No, wait, I don't want to rank them. Like, they're just start them all. Like, I wish I could rank them all 25 and all 40. But that being said, in that mix at the lower end is Drake London, which Funston knows this because he edited. But I want to see if you know this question. If you gave Drake London 50% of the target share, 50%, 50%, which might be possible, but 50%. Do you know how many average targets that would be for Drake London? Uh, I'm going to guess that would be four. <laughs> it's 11. 11. He averages 22 oh, attempts 11. per game. So, you know, that being said, Brandon Cooks did have 6-3 and 70 last week. That's kind of what you're hoping for here is Drake London finishes as a wide receiver four with the upside to find the end zone, which he's been doing more recently. That play by Marcus Mariota to find him in the corner of the end zone last week was pretty impressive. So, that's why he's in play. The Hail Mary start is to go back to the waiver situations. Demarcus Robinson might be the answer for the Ravens. And if you look at it, the two games, eight targets, nine targets. He has six for 64, nine for 128. So get him eight or nine targets. And by the way, the Jaguars, all about getting passed on right now. So eight or nine targets for Demarcus Robinson. He's in play as a top 35 wide receiver if he gets the eight or nine targets. Very much like that. Brandon, your start, your dart. How deep are you going, and who are we playing? Yeah, Paris Campbell's ECR was wide receiver 38. He's wide receiver 35 on the season, and that 
really doesn't take into account the fact that like the last four games, he's been a machine um, with Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt's last four games with Matt Ryan have gone in half PPR. That's one of the points. ones I have him at 33 and I wanted to put him higher. Like I, went, I know like, I, <laughs> I have him at 31 and I was like, can I really put him in the top 30? I'm like, I don't, it's one of these years for wide receivers where I guess you can, uh, and especially based off his production, the last four with Matt Ryan, where it's going 15.2 points, 18 points, 17.1 and 9.2 last week, which really under 10 because it was the first game. He didn't have a touchdown with Ryan, but still five catches, 67 yards that will play. So he's, you know, it's been enough games now that we can start to feel confident about at least as a wide receiver three, you have to put him in your lineup. And then my dart, we mentioned earlier, Elijah Moore had the 27 snaps last week in the slot. Um, I think it was 18% target share. Uh, The three games before was zero snaps, 10 snaps and zero snaps. So that big jump to 27, I'd like to see it even go a little bit higher. Maybe it will now that he's kind of, you know, they started to ramp him back up again. They have him in the slot. We talked about Mike White and the check down that, is, that he, he's apt to do. That should work well for Elijah Moore. And Jake referenced some of the bigger games he had last year were with Mike White. Overall, he had three touchdowns in four games with Mike White. Averaged about 52 yards, but he did have a, a spike or two in there in terms of the yards. He had one really bad game with Mike White, but... Uh, details on that are, are are fuzzy to me. Maybe it was a, a, a you know a matchup issue or something, but generally looked pretty good with Mike White last year. Some fantastic plays if you guys are digging deep. Who's got you thinking twice in Week Twelve, Brandon? Is it a player? Is it a team? Is it a uh, situation? Is it a coach? Who's got you thinking twice? Uh, you're gonna have to talk me through this one because it's the 49ers. It's it's where do I rank Debo Samuel? Where do I rank Brandon Ayuk? You know who did score the two touchdowns, but after like an 80 yard machine. Suddenly, he's two catches, 22 yards, and two touchdowns. George Kittle has kind of been like two bad games, two good games with Christian McCaffrey there. Elijah Mitchell, kind of the same way, where he was a factor, then a non-factor. It's just like, you know, who are we? Like, how do you rank these guys from week to week? Because it can go any which way. I think that's the problem. I think you're mostly playing them all. You could... You know, you could get burned by a bad Debo game or a bad Elijah Mitchell game. I think at this point, you you have to start George Kittle because of the state of the tight ends, and you have to start Ayuk because he's been the most consistent. And obviously, you're starting Christian McCaffrey because he's going to do something. But like, I think mostly it comes down to Debo and um, Elijah Mitchell as far as like you know how much are these guys going to help me this week? Yeah, I agree with you on that. The the Eli Mitchell one is the one I don't really know how to answer. I loved how they used Christian McCaffrey in this past game with the Cardinals, but it was so contrary to the game before. So I'm not really sure uh, any of us are going to have a full grasp on the script. Uh, I said it like eight weeks ago, Debo Samuel was a sell. I think this is another great opportunity. The trade deadline's probably closed. I just don't think he is ever going to be put into a spot of consistency. Brandon Ayuk is. I'm with you on the Ayuk. I, of course, it was like, what, five straight games of 50 or 60 yards plus. His prop was 80 yards. It was 80 yards. 80 yards, five straight games, which is amazing. Of course, I bet on it. Of course, I bet his receiving yard prop <laughs> in this game, and he only catches two passes for 20 yards, but he is um, he's the safety net, and they kind of shut him down if you watch that game. Uh, they were bringing Ayuk in the middle, and he was the guy that was getting the double coverage, which ended up opening up Debo a little bit more, you know, and George Kittle's just a mismatch, and they want to try to get to him. So I agree with you. I think there are some question marks in there. Debo is at best, I think, a wide receiver, too. Eli Mitchell is just going to be inconsistent. Jake, who's got you thinking twice this week? It ain't the 49ers. Is it a team, a person, place, or thing? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I would add to the fact that we got the news that Justin Fields is officially playing. Then he's in the, I, met, I mentioned it before that that was at the top of the show when we broke that news and said, hey, I, I don't know. You, the floor is not with Fields this week. It could definitely be top three and you probably play him because it's quarterback. But, you know, playing through that shoulder injury, mm, that just I, I maybe he throws more. But I don't know if that's necessarily the fields we want in fantasy, honestly, especially with his weapons. So that's a little bit. No, it's it's the Giants. I'm happy to be wrong on this. Pat Mayo said I'm wrong, which we'll see. We have a little side bit on this, but they lost their entire secondary. Basically, they're down to Julian Love and nobody. And they're just going to get destroyed defensively. I think the Cowboys are putting up 30 plus in this game, which you turn to the offensive side and facing this defense that can just sit there and take away Saquon Barkley. Look, I'm not benching Saquon Barkley. Barkley's staying in my lineup no matter what, because he himself can have a 20 point game. But you put a game on Daniel Jones' shoulders, his arms, not his legs, not not just letting him do what he wants to do, which Vanilla has been Vic? working. Yeah, Vanilla Vic. Like, it's not even that. It's the games where he's not asked to and can just relax. It's fine. That's the Daniel Jones we like, and that's the Daniel Jones we like in fantasy. But if they need to play good football, we just saw it last week. If you put the game on Daniel Jones' shoulders and arm, I'm worried about Darius Slayton with no Wondell Robinson. I'm worried about Daniel Jones himself. I'm worried that this offense scores 10 points, honestly, against this defense. Also, I wanted to add uh, one other little piece as we're getting little notes here uh, with the Justin Fields one that you broke. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is officially placed on the IR. I saw that happen. It looks like it happened about 10 minutes ago. Very minimal to anything. Yeah, he was irrelevant. But we did find out that he was dealing with like a high ankle sprain. And then now he's officially on the IR. So he's not even an option to do something silly and be any type of a silly goose during the week. He is off (laughs) the team at least for four weeks. Uh, This leads us to how tight can those ends get? Jake, how tight can you make your end? I'm going to the island of Foster Moreau. That's where I'm mm-hmm. headed because, look, what is he doing? He's facing one of the two best matchups we attack every single week. And Foster Moreau has, just like Jawan Johnson, they have the similar floor, about 40 yards, 50 yards. Actually, Moreau's yards have been a little bit better. It's just Jawan Johnson scoring little touchdowns. But we've already made Jawan Johnson just go out there and start him, guy. So I think Foster Moreau's in the same conversation, especially because there's still no Darren Waller. There's still no Hunter Renfro. Well, there's not going to be Hunter Renfro. So... And Foss Moreau's in play uh, more so than Funston's pick. I'm not like, it's going to be another three weeks before we go back. to. The, I don't believe this. We need to get him more involved. Shut the hell up with, we need to get him. more. I'm not saying you Funston. I'm saying for the coach speak on this one. So that is a nice little teaser to how tight uh, Brandon's <laughs> in is going to be this week. Need some Hill. Why not? I mean, I just, underutilized. Yeah. Underutilized. Well, because of the he, weeks before <laughs> that's why not. But the trend is his last five weeks are five of the six highest snaps that he's had all season. Uh, we're in the last five weeks. Uh, and last week was the highest. I mean, it's only 24 snaps, but they but are get getting seven him, points. Yeah, they are getting him more involved at in nine carries, 51 yards, like five points from a tight end is, is kind of oh. is. Yeah, we're digging deep at tight end. I, I know, but I'm just for everybody out there that chased them after the 29 points since then four, seven point seven, seven point seven, point six, point one, six point five. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it, I, he's, no, I hear he's you, no different I, than Hayden Hurst. Right. But it's so easy to get that kind of production from anybody. I'd rather have the guy that has a potential Mount Everest week in him out of the blue than the guy, you know, that at best is going to get eight points and at worst is going to get you zero. So 
Here, uh, I'll, put, I, I'll put the bet. Okay, Pre-Thanksgiving bet. Pre-Thanksgiving bet, Taysom Hill doesn't hit 20 points for the rest of the season. It's not happening it, again. Like, like total or in one game? In one game. It's not happening again. He's not going, to, he's not going Mount Everest for the rest of the season. I mean, 20, 20 points, points is I'll a take pretty that. big... Okay. I'll, 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 okay. I'll take. Uh, let's see. Let, what's his second? I feel like highest? fifteen. I think like like twelve twenty. That's not Mount Everest. Big tight. That's that's tight end six. That's not but, Mount so Everest. Your argument is he won't be like the best tight end in a single week. Not that he won't be a relevant tight end. No. Yeah. He said Mount Everest. So I oh, came okay. back and said he won't have a twenty point game for the rest of the season. Cole Komet has a twenty point game. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's it's a fun bet. Take it, Brandon. Come on. Cole Komet's four for 74 and two touchdowns was a 20-point game. How cool is it going to feel when Taysom does that and you get to come back on I the know. show and you get to well, look yeah, at the game? We have, so this is this week. We got what? We have five, five more. Five more yeah. or six more? 12, 13, five. 14, 15, 16, 17, six, right? They had their bye? Yeah. Did they have their bye? Yeah, they so. had their I think bye. so. Yeah. Okay, so you have six to work with. All right. Maybe, maybe a hair bet? Don't or hesitate now. He's got, a, he's got a, mountain of a, a Mount Everest or whatever you said. Mount uh, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I'll build in. It, it, I'll I bet think I'm you out of bounds. Yeah, whatever. We're not going <laughs> Sure, it'll be a gentleman's bet. I'll take that bet. Ah, oh, dang. I was hoping for Mount like, Vesuvius. Head shave. Or, team. Yeah, the loser has almost to. almost all the way there. I'm, all, I'm, I'm most of the way to a head shave, so it doesn't really the, matter. The loser has to make the show sheet, and then I get to pick apart the, uh, the, everything the, the, the loser has it. to eat ambrosia salad. <laughs> ambrosia oh. salad, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and on that note, what a perfect end here as we end out the show. Make sure you guys go and check out All In Kid on Twitter because Jake uh, will be tweeting out, has tweeted out uh, the link to the athletic article where you can get all your ranks for week 12 and all the updates that are uh, coming with it. You can obviously go to the athletic if you want. You can bookmark it. Make sure you're signed up so you get access to it. And I just want to say I'm very thankful for both of you. Thankful for Jake for uh, uh, kind of Liar. going to bat for me to come on here. I, no, I'm thankful for everybody <laughs> for uh, welcoming, me, welcoming me in to be able to be a part of the show. I very much enjoy it. Even I, uh, if, if you know anything about me, I enjoy conflict. I enjoy um, actual stuff going on. So whether we're yelling at each other, we're busting each other up or whatever it is, I think it's good. I think it makes for a good listen. And I very much enjoy doing the show for you with you guys. So I'm thankful for both of you. And I'm thankful for everybody listening that has not tore me apart. And that will end the episode. I'm going to go enjoy some white Russians. You guys go enjoy your ambrosia salad or whatever the hell you're doing. And we will talk to you guys next week, breaking down week 12 right here the athletic fantasy football podcast have a fantastic thanksgiving goodbye everybody